Welcome to this latest edition of the Real Deal Podcast. I'm your host, the Real Joe Quinn, episode 853, season 15. As we discuss the world of sports and pop culture, of course, this is at the NFL Podcast, NFL uh, Week 7 review. Amazingly, we're already through seven weeks of the NFL. The season is flying by, almost at, basically at November. As always, I'm joined this evening by one Robert Sapp. Mr. Sapp, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing, sir? Doing well, doing well. Happy to be doing this program. Um, off, off a week, off a, off a rough Sunday, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, themes for me, I had two themes. The Honeydew Part 2 and How Low Can They Go? Um, it was a rough game. It was a rough Sunday of games. Uh, and I'll explain. I, I'll go really in detail in terms of how rough it was as far as just the state of the NFL and the quality of play right now. Uh, what were your themes? Yeah, I mean, like, I think, like, I was listening to you just now, and I'm like, yo, you, you, you me and my brother had to have a talk about this, uh, about how to, like, use some of these games. So, um, so the theme for me would be um uh the, like the fall you know i'm i'm just like i'm enjoying watching brady and rogers the patriots fall in real time like i'm having a ball so that's good football to me so that's a great, that's, the ball hey. would be my would be would be my um would be my my theme yeah, there's there you have a number of veteran quarterbacks who have been falling this year to say the least. Uh, don't forget about the Patriots. We got nothing to do quarterbacks. Yes, and, and, yes and yes, yes. Like yes, throw the Patriots right in there. Uh, mm-hmm. just just traditional teams and traditional players who are struggling. Like think about what think about the names and teams you just mentioned. I could throw Pittsburgh Pittsburgh in there as well. Um Russell Wilson Brady, could go in there. Russell Wilson, absolutely. Matt Ryan. Um, he's not on that level, but, you know, he's not on that level, but, you know. He's, it, yeah, it's just funny what happened to him. Oh, no, we'll, we'll talk about that. That was, yeah, that's, 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 ooh, cost of doing business. Uh, it's business you know, it's, it's it is strictly business, my goodness. Um, yeah. Paycheck. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Pittsburgh, New England. Brady Rogers, like those have been the four of the cornerstones of the league over the past decade and a half, and, and a half. Uh, and it is fascinating to watch them fall in real time. Pittsburgh's not really like I wouldn't put them in the fall. They're not really um, handling things like a crazy person. I think that's what's all like. It's not, the thing that's not inter like it would just be entertaining. Like the Patriots were entertaining to me up until this week, um, because it's like we see teams get good and not good all the time. Like that's right. that's part of yep. the normal cycle of the NFL. It's it's like it's it's watching Brady and Rodgers and like the Patriots have like emotional meltdown got you okay okay so like yeah, so, that's yeah, yeah, so let's take let's take drastic that. Yep, departures yep. from personality and play and like style and like all those different things yeah um, so take Pittsburgh out that of that is what's making that's it so I got juicy you. with 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 uh Rodgers and Brady and the Patriots and them yep so speaking of Rodgers and Brady 
um, we know that okay, Buffalo, of course, did not have uh, a game today. But guess what? A game yeah, last week. Yeah, but, that but, mm-hmm. but they had a good time. I had some. I, I soon when we get done the, this deep dive, I do have some Buffalo things that you will find interesting. Uh, the deep dive um, and our all the thoughts uh, segment. The mm-hmm. fall of Rodgers and Brady in real time. So. Aaron Rodgers has a losing record through seven games for the first time since he started for the first time as a starter, which was back in 2008. Brady has a losing record through seven games for the first time since 2002. And that was the only time as that he missed the playoffs as a Patriot. Matter of fact, the only time he missed the playoffs as a starting quarterback. Um, mm-hmm. Green Bay was held to 232 yards. Uh, against the commanders, and the commanders don't have a good defense. I'll tell you that right now. I've watched, trust me, that's that's my team. Tampa Bay was outrushed by Carolina, one seventy three to uh, to forty six, and this is a one seventy three to forty six, and Christian McCaffrey was not there. Um, so both teams have similar, obviously similar issues. They both are struggling mildly offensively. Green Bay's averaging eighteen point three, which was their, which would be their lowest since like the 90s and Tampa Bay is only averaging 17 points a game. They both defenses are playing relatively well. Tampa Bay's defense is only giving up like 17 points. Green Bay's defense, though, we're not impressed with it. Still ranks in the top 10 overall. Um, So what like what have you seen from a technical standpoint as you watch these two quarterbacks? Because if you look at the numbers, the numbers aren't terrible. And it's not like they fall in. The numbers completely. don't have to be terrible. They don't have to be. No, 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 no. That's why you. That's why you know. You have, that's why people, we have to like watch the games because the numbers. The numbers don't tell the story. But it's not like they have completely. It's not like Brady and Rogers are playing like Peyton Manning of 2015, his last year. They haven't like. It's not gotten that bad as far as their level of play. What are you seeing from a technical standpoint? When with both quarterbacks that we haven't seen in like in forever, but see, even that's a misnomer. A lot of people go back to that Peyton Manning comparison. Um, the difference between Peyton Manning and these two is that um, Peyton Manning had a degenerative. Um, right, he was injured. Uh, yeah, he was neck. physically was shot. So, like, he was that, physically shot. That yeah. is what. That's, that's what that. That's what that fall off looks like. This is actually. Um, this is actually probably more what the new age fall-off is going to look like, like it used to be. Um, you know, I mean, Peyton got to play a whole season and get a Super Bowl out of it. It used to be the only way you got out of this league as a long-time quarterback was you were sent home. You were sent home packing in some type right. of way, you know, before Elway. Um, and so, um, so um, that, like, like that, that was it. And so, we we were used to watching um, quarterbacks play to the wheels fall off, but you could see it so visually in the deterioration of their play because they physically were just incapable of doing the things that they were they were um, trying to do. These new age quarterbacks, um, uh, and probably what it looks like for these quarterbacks that are trying to play into their forties um, and, and beyond, what that deterioration is going to look like is just a slide in their overall command of the offense, right? This is the reason why I said to you it was never 
ever, ever, ever going to work with Green Bay with Rodgers taking a backseat to a running game in the defense. That doesn't even make sense to to um to these guys. And so what I technically see within there, and that is what is hidden in these numbers, is yeah, the the um both of their ability to identify a receiver and get the ball to that receiver is not shot. No, it is not shot at all. But what is problematic is their ability within the offenses that they have been traditionally used to, their ability to adapt to the new age defenses. And the defenses have switched up over the past two years. This is very recent. It's very recent. Please don't bring up Tom Brady's Super Bowl. This has nothing to do with that. This is very recent. Where um, they do not come out of their various shell coverages, their various tamper twos or whatever the different lingos are. And, like, if you go and you start looking and watching, and I encourage anybody to do this. I was talking to my brother about this yesterday. If you go and you start watching how defenses have manipulated the tamper two, it's kind of like when – um. It kind of like reminds me of when Pittsburgh brought in the zone blitz, and that just completely messed up everybody's mind. I might be attributed to Pittsburgh; it might not be Pittsburgh, but that's who's automatically coming to my head. So it might not be it might not be Pittsburgh, but whatever. When the zone blitz came into the league, and how that just impacted the offenses for a while until they until they found a counterpunch. See, the only thing, and I bring this up because. Um, these defenses were created specifically to attack Patrick Mahomes. But then it flowed over to Josh Allen, and now it flow, It just kept flowing over to the entire league because the league was moving to the thing that can beat these, um, these shell coverage is a quarterback that can move significantly out of the pocket and get defenders in the back end to break, to break their zone. Now, that spells and that's where Rodgers Rogers is missing a number of those throws. He's missing, and he's missing mm-hmm. those throws. That's he why he's out shot. of pocket. Now with, now, with Rodgers, this is why it's just a tad bit more interesting. Brady's done. Like, no, done. Ray, Brady's I'm done. It. Yeah, like, Brady's done. Oh, no, you're right. No, Brady's done. Like, no. like, his, like this, is, this is the end. We're, we're here. So, um, like, that, that, just, that just is what it is. He just can't compete in this NFL. He can't. No. He's forty five um, years old. So, he, he's not um, supposed to be. He's forty five no, years no, no, old. No, 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 no. We're not talking about we're not talking about age. I'm talking about his game. The game and the offense they want to run cannot compete with these defenses. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not giving him forty five. This got shit to do with that. Right. Um, I'm just so, saying that at certain, um, at certain, so the, at certain so point he was I hear you, I hear you. I'm just I'm not giving him that. This has nothing no. to do with you just said I'm talking to Thomas Brady. This right. has nothing to do with being forty-five. You talking about the lack? No, but you mean you talking about the lack of? No, no, I'm not talking about anything. I'm talking. Don't talk about somebody from him being able to move offense, in the pocket listen, outside. Listen he doesn't move what, outside nope, the pocket. Mm-hmm. Listen to what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm saying. I'm not simplified. I don't want this simplified. This is not a simple soundbite thing. This is actually very complicated and a lot of different moving pieces, and it needs to be that. I want people to hear this to understand this. Brady, his offense, his mind. His style of play, as presently constructed, cannot compete in the modern-day NFL. That's why he's done. Wash him out of there. Bye, Brady. Now, Rodgers is a little bit more interesting because Rodgers should be able to adjust. He should be. Well, Rodgers he can't. No, but he was, but, no, you mentioned earlier. Here's the thing about Rodgers. He can't get out of his own way. He's so... 
if um, I'll send you some stuff about. He can't give out his own yeah, way from the standpoint of he and he's well. He's at conflict with his coach. His coach wants to run a certain offense, and Aaron Rodgers wants to do what Aaron Rodgers does. So that's to me that that's I I think that's a, it's an easy one with Rodgers from that standpoint. Like if you have if you have two you have your two most important offensive uh, minds that are not on the same page, the offense is going to struggle. And, and my with especially and especially without their best player outside of Rodgers from the, with Devontae Adams. So I think Rodgers is you, the Brady point is way is more interesting. I, I that that one is that Rodgers to me is clear cut. They haven't he and Matt Lafleur are not on the same page. Like that's just like Lafleur wants to Lafleur wants to wants to run one more. Rodgers wants to do Rodgers stuff. So and you, you, you're, you're on to top of that. Makes, I mean you you were right on top of that. Lafleur wants to do what makes sense. That's yes, what makes no absolutely they should be running more at yeah with 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 those receivers they thousand percent should be running more. But what Rodgers is where he is at in his career is he wants to do the thing that he's the most comfortable with, and that's why they're that's where they're they're at. Yeah, I mean it's it's, right it's kind of it's kind of uh, Russell Westbrook like in a sense. What he wants to do, I mean, probably even a little bit more because what Russell Westbrook doesn't have LeBron James skills at right. this point in time no. in, in his career. So it would more be like if LeBron James is doing Russell Westbrook type things to the Lakers because there is no Packers without Rodgers, and that's what that's what they know, and that's what makes this so complicated right now. Right? You right. slide another quarterback in there, fine, run your offense, Matt Lafleur. They still don't win. No, the offense isn't that good. Running no. the ball isn't that much of a solution because, um, to to your further point, the Packers' problem is roster construction. Yes, that's their problem. Yes, their roster doesn't match the skill sets that they that they have. Here's here's the tricky part. When you can't say that you're wrong. You layer on excuse after excuse to obfuscate the whole thing, and then you start to believe the lie that you told yourself. The Packers organization told themselves trading Devontae Adams was, was not yes. as big a deal. Yeah, and it's and they were wrong. They were one hundred percent wrong. They were wrong at the time. They're wrong now. They'll be wrong in the future. They'll always be wrong. But the fact that they haven't admitted that to each other, you can tell. You can tell they haven't talked. They have not come to that point. That oh, it's not just them. It's the media too. So with each other. It's, it's the media too. So the media is basically sure. saying it's good, that Devontae sure. Adams is not worth because not many points. And I'm see, like, the yeah, media he can is. only the media, especially the ones that that you're talking about, can only work off what the Packers organization gives them. So that's why I mean why it's so detrimental to lie to yourself or to not admit that you're wrong. Because all they can give is BS quote after BS quote after BS quote about how, you know, it's this, it's that, it's that, it's this, it's this, it's this, and that because they can't even admit that they were wrong on that initial thing. It was wrong to trade Devontae Adams. It was wrong to give away the weapon that our quarterback, our Hall of Fame, two-time, recent two-time MVP, backtrack MVP, was so used and so comfortable with to take away a weapon in the middle of um, the, or at the very tail end of his Super Bowl window to da 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 da. It made no sense. It, made, it continues to, I mean, it made no sense at the time. It continues to make no sense. 
and they're suffering because of that. And and and, and yeah, it's simple, but it's, there's comp, there's there's complications within the simplicity because yeah, it's simple to say Matt Lafleur and Aaron Rodgers aren't on the same page. The question is always why? Why aren't they on the same page? If we assume that they both have the same goal of winning the Super Bowl, which they do, then why aren't they on the same page? And that's when you get all these all these situations that seem simple. Um, that's when you start to like the team the, to get into the complicated. We'll get into it a little bit with the Patriots, and it's just as yeah, it's simple to be like that. That like he should have done this or that with either the quarterback. I, so here, here's the, thing the too. question here. is why. Yeah, but here's, that, no, here's, 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 but, no, here's the thing too. That, that's we, where the that's we, where the complicated comes in. Yeah, no, it is complicated from that standpoint. But here's 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 what I just thought about too as well. Rogers and Green Bay organization both are one and the same in terms of they yes they want to win, but they want to win their way. They're both they're both do they they both like they they both are made for each other from that standpoint. Like green, like well, I mean, like every organization wants to win their way, but the point is, why aren't you? Do you choose ways the same way? You both work for the Green Bay. You both part of Green Bay Packers. Why isn't both of your ways the same way? That's, no, but the question is no, the no, but even, right. a deep, even a better, even a deeper question is why, why, why you, why can't you choose to win the best way? Why can't you identify the best way as a sure. whole? And then that could be the Green Bay way, whatever, whatever it is. Because your way hasn't won it in ten, in twelve years. Get the way to win. Just get the way to win. Just do that way. We call it the Green Bay way. But no, I'm saying they're, they're one and the same. Rogers, and then identify. Then identify the Green Bay way. Then first, then then say it's the way. No, that's no exactly. No, no, that's right. But I'm saying they are both. They both can't get out their own way from that standpoint. They both like they. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They, yeah, they both true. can't do it. You made that point. So, yes. um, like so overall with the two quarterbacks, right? There was a time where they would like take a roster and. They will raise the level of those rosters. Right, make it better. Make it better. Yeah. That is in both of them, and I think Rodgers yeah. has more to take left than than Brady, just on sheer age. He's seven years younger, but even with Rodgers mm-hmm. coming off MVP, those days are those days are done. Like even I, even, I'll compare LeBron. I'll go back get get back to LeBron. Like yeah, LeBron can still put up thirty eight and eight, but he doesn't. He can't take eight guys named Joe to the NBA Finals. The lead, the NBA is deeper, exactly. and the and the talent around him is 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 subpar. Exactly, so exactly. That, that there you go. That that's you know that's just the way it is, and that's how I mean that's just mm-hmm. that's how it happens. Yep, yep. So, but watching them squirm while it happens is very <laughs> rewarding. Exactly right. This is the natural order of things, but it's still fun. No, no, it's yeah. If you yeah. It, it listen. It's, it's it's very it's gonna it's gonna be a a season, uh, long story, um, as we progress oh, each uh, week. 
It's gonna be it's a, a, it's a, gonna, it's, either one of them retire. This is the story. Oh yeah, no, you here? No, we at this point in your career, you here? So I know that Buffalo didn't have a game, but I wanted to give you some uh, uh yeah, a Buffalo tidbit yeah. that you might find interesting. Uh, As of right now, the Buffalo Bills rank number one in total offense and total defense. Yes, they do. They are second yep. in yes, points scored and first in points allowed. <laughs> they <laughs> have the number one, and now I'll, I'll even go a little bit of analytics. Yep. So people outsiders keep, keep have talking. a DVOA, mm-hmm. number one in total yeah, DVOA offense and number one in total yep, DVOA defense. Do you know the last yep. team that was number one in both in DVOA this, this late in the season? I, I guarantee you won't guess because <sighs> it's not an obvious one. Now, keep in mind, they've only been keeping DVOA since 1981. So it's only well, probably a 40-year yep. sample. Yep, yep, yep. No, this is, this, is, this is good. I mean, like, I would want to get this right very much, but I realize that we're talking on the show. So um, I, won't, I won't take, like, a tremendous, tremendous amount of time. But you said, so my first guess would have been, like, one of the Patriots teams, but you said – that it wasn't an obvious one, so that one's no, too obvious. No, um, no. but but it had to be it had to be a pretty dominant team um, <laughs> because when you have numbers, you have you have numbers like this. It, you can you will not you believe can, when I tell you, you can dominate. You won't believe. But 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 the way that you phrased it also leads me to believe it's not a Super Bowl winning team. Um, so no. I'm going to go with like one of the 49ers or the Giants team. No. So those 49ers. teams, 49ers, 49ers. Have couple, the 49ers have a couple teams on that on the list, by the way. But the last team to do it, I was going to do like one of the ones that didn't win the Super Bowl. The, la- like the, the last team, no, you were right about the team. This team didn't win the Super Bowl. This team, they came off a of Super Bowl. They didn't win the Super Bowl. The 2003 yeah. Tampa Bay Buccaneers won the okay. Super Bowl. 2002 okay. came back mm-hmm. first six games was dominating through six games, but then the wheels. Yeah. Fell. So they're the yep. last team yep. to they are the last team to have no one defense and offense DBOA this late into the season. Now I don't think they I don't, and by the way, mm-hmm. that 2003, they, they didn't even make the playoffs that year. So the the wheels Yeah. Yeah. Who's yeah. their quarterback? Remind me. Remind <laughs> me who their quarterback was? Who was their quarterback? Was it Brad, that was Brad, Brad Johnson? Brad right? Johnson, yeah, yeah. It was Whatever. Brad Johnson. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, yeah. I know. Yeah, it was Brad Johnson. I know yeah. what I'm I know what I I I I do, I do this, you um, yeah, so enough said. That's all. <laughs> I said, no, they had great defensive talent. That offensive number one, do, do, I mean, I remember that team very well. Um, the, yeah, I knew it was going to be like an offbeat team like that, like the, like the Giants or the 49. I'm talking about the ones that did go. I'm thinking about their late ops battles. Um, that, that, that was like there. That, that, uh, Green Bay team, I, uh, I also was thinking about that team that didn't go to the Super Bowl. The 2011. Um, but yeah. anyways, yeah, yeah. Here, that wasn't a good defensive team, point though. Being, point being that, no. Uh-uh. Um, point being, that, so it was just too, too quick recall. But point being, that team had the weapons on defense, but did not have – did that offensive rating was overblown. That That's just right. all I'll say. Right. That offensive rating was overblown. Look at who they played early in that season. Yes, that's what, that's what I'm sure the schedule is very soft. So yeah. 
So that tidbit, but I love that tidbit because it got me fired up because I've been thinking a lot about this because Josh Allen is leaving. Oh, no, because Buffalo, no, I, um, the reason why I mentioned it because it's, it's a rare, it rarely happens. This, such, it, like, for no, somebody, no, 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 I hear it, yeah. It's a rarity, so I... I just like I I just it I pointed it out because obviously with the Buffalo segment, but I pointed it out because I, that that is just how dominant Buffalo has been through the first six games of this year. Yeah. They've been that. Yeah, I said you got me got me fired up. Please, yeah, don't put that Tampa team on us. We're better than them. No, 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 um, not even close. It's not the, even close. The, 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 no, no. The second thing, the second thing that that I was gonna say um, was. Um, you know, I've been thinking a lot about this because Josh Allen was leading the league in passing yards, and he'll get it back um, uh, once once other people have their buys. Um, but um, but you know, there's there's that my favorite stat of all time is um, no quarterback who's ever led the league in passing yards has ever won a Super Bowl. I love yep. that stat. Yep. Um, and so I was thinking about that, and then like then I think about that with this team, and the reason why none of these things make me nervous because that's something that in previous years would have made me nervous to hear the reason well, why I'm defense. Made me nervous it's is because yeah. if you not even a defense. Um if you if you look at what we did last year, um we've we've been at this sustained level of dominance. So we've already gone through our failure with comparable comparable dominance dominant uh, spaces. Like last year, we were the top-ranked defense in the NFL. We ended the season as number one-ranked defense and number five-ranked offense, right? Like, we, we're we juggernaut their machine. And so, but we experienced failure being that juggernaut in that machine. And so, that that is that's the adjustment and the shift this year. And then I think on the second, the second part of that is um, when I think about that, I love, that's why I love this tidbit. When I think about that Tampa team, on offense outside of what like Mike Allstott, like I can't think of another player, other players on that offensive scheme, that offensive system that were just like really, um, let's just say dominant. Um, and uh, so, they, I mean, Greg um, Dunn was pretty good. They called Keyshawn later in his career. He wasn't dominant. Yeah, yeah, not so, yeah. No, the they, they, don't bring Keyshawn to. You can you can put work done because they were kind of like they were kind of like a package deal. But what, I switched from dog really to dominant, had, so you're you're, you're fine. Work, you can work, I don't care. Fine, work done. You can put them in there. Uh, but point being, um, when, when uh, I'm going to say dog dominant, and just like so, when I think about that offense, I was thinking about um, uh, uh, Alpha as like the dog, as the one who like just wants to sustain the dominance. My overarching point is on both defense and offense. Um, I'm looking at two sides of the ball that want to be dominant. That Tampa Bay, that defense wanted to be dominant. The offense, not so much. No. So I like that tidbit because it 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 really uh, also identifies why I'm so excited about the Buffalo Bills this season. As you should be. Um, game yep. of the week, and this, trust, trust me, trust me, folks. It was very difficult to come up with a game of the week. I just, I just, I mean, I it's it was very hard. But Chicago, had, New England, not hard for me. <laughs> I had Pittsburgh and um, Pittsburgh and uh, Miami. Miami gets back on the winning track uh, to to uh, to go to four and three with a sixteen uh, ten victory over Pittsburgh. Uh, this was a rough one to watch. 
Um, anytime you have a game where neither team scores in the second half, it's rough. Um, Tua, of course, returned, and as expected, very rusty. Uh, missed a number of throws. Um, accuracy was was you know was just just wasn't there. Uh, needs to learn how to slide. Like <laughs> he took he scrambled one play and tried to go shoulder in to a defensive player, which made no sense, but was able to walk off the field in, in seemingly one piece. Um, Pittsburgh was in the game despite the fact that, you know, the three turnovers, uh, they actually had a chance to win. Um, Miami, again, did what they had to do on a night that they were honoring the 50th anniversary team that won the Super Bowl in 72 and still it's still one of the most remarkable feats in the history of sports that a football team go to go undefeated. Uh, Probably, I, I would say, venture to say, the most out of all team sports, the the, the most impressive feat. Uh, like, yeah, like, I don't see how you can top that going undefeated in the season, uh, especially in football. So they were paying tribute to them, paying tribute to uh, to those guys. Um, and you know, listen, Miami took care of business, did what they had to do, uh, what they were supposed to do. Um, being a Pittsburgh team, that's just not very good. Though I love the Pittsburgh receivers. Those receivers are all those receivers are good. Man, whoo. They are those those young receivers are are, are a problem. Um unfortunately they don't have a quarterback right now. But those they have that that young core receiver says is very good. Especially Pickens, who had a remarkable catch and seems to make makes one of those seemingly uh one, you know, one a week uh every Sunday. Uh, what were your thoughts on uh, Tua, Tua's return? Um, yeah, I mean, like, the offense, like, that's the offense that I'm used to Miami running. So, like, it definitely looks like, you know, like that time off, he's sharp. He's, he, he, he's um, the, more that, that quick passing game. So I thought the offense ran about as well as it could run. Now it's about seeing if, um, if uh, the – kind of like the offensive stamina, his his stamina over an entire game comes back completely. Yeah. Because I think I'm they ran out of gas. Be, yeah, no, yeah, no, he was tired. I'm, I'll be honest with you, and I I, I sound like a uh, a concerned parent. I like I was just happy he walked off the field. Like I like I couldn't I could not help but to think about him getting hit and another concussion. I like I was just like, yo, just just get please uh, get this game over with. Let him let this dude walk off the field in one piece. I actually thought, even though his accuracy was off and, and you know Pittsburgh dropped a couple of interceptions that they could have that they could have he that that he threw to him. I actually thought that he you know he made a couple of plays. Um, he one of his receivers dropped a touchdown that should have been caught. Um, I like. Again, I you know my feelings on this. I don't think he should be playing, but that's that's neither here nor there. Listen, if you're Miami, look, you're four and three. Like you're four and three with a win over Buffalo, you're gonna be right there as far as the wild card. We know seven teams make the playoffs. Um, Miami had you know they have the season in front of them. They have you know season in front, right in front of them. They have their, everything is still right there for them for them. That defense, we know that defense is very good. We know what the weapons they have are, are scary. So, uh, you know, big win for Miami. This was this was this like this was a must much needed win against a yeah, against a feisty Pittsburgh team. We know Pittsburgh, despite the fact that they're not very good, they're gonna be they're gonna come to fight every week. You're gonna see a lot of Pittsburgh in a lot of these games where it's close. 
Um, they, you know, they're still well coached. We know Tom is a, is a great coach. They still have some talent on defense, and they have some talent on offense. Like Najee Harris, the nose receivers are a problem. Um, so, you know, nice win for Miami. This is this is for Miami. You just this is you just get the win. Right? It's not about style points, how pretty, whatever, whatever. That's that's the league right now. The, the league isn't pretty right now. The only team that's running over people is Buffalo and Kansas City for the most yep. part. Those that's it. Yep. Everybody else, look, folks. Like again, I'm. I'll yeah, explain. I'll explain later in terms of the, the product and level of play. I'll, I'll I'll bitch and moan about that later on. But bottom line is, you have two dominant teams, and everybody else is basically you know good to average. Uh, Buffalo and Kansas City are the dominant teams. Philadelphia is a notch below. Very good though. The NFC East is very good, but they're not on there. No, nobody's on that level. Yeah, this is you know. This is like Lakers, Celtics in the 80s. That's it. Like, there's all there is to it from that standpoint. Like, you, so you're going to get a number of these close games, uh, minus Kansas City and Buffalo. And that that's just how it's going to be this year. I, I'm kind of resorted to that's just the type of season it's going to be, you know, from that standpoint. It's every, the majority of these games are going to be very, it's going to be right down to the wire, fourth quarter games, one score games. It, it is what it is. So, Miami handles this business. And they go on to four and three. Um, again, uh, Pittsburgh has a lot of young talent, but we know they, you know, they are hope they they are thinking about, you know, being. I'm sure they're thinking about Bryce Young. They probably won't be. They won't be that bad to we to get Bryce Young from Alabama. But you know, we'll we'll see how the season plays out. Games of note: um, Indianapolis, Tennessee. This game uh, was definitely a honeydew type game. It was not a, even though this is a divisional game that had first place on the line. This was not. Uh, you know, this was not going to make anybody forget about Kansas City Buffalo last year in the playoffs. Um, neither team cracked 300 yards. Um, forget about the game. Like, I actually, I'm, I'm just going to ask you. No, I'll, I will mention something about the game. So, no, I'm going to talk about Matt Ryan, and then I'll get back to the game. So, Matt Ryan is done as a Indianapolis Colt. Um, and it wasn't because of injury. This is clearly this <laughs> is done. This was clearly a benching from not from the coach from Jim Mersey. Uh they're gonna save seventeen and a half million dollars on his contract, uh, based off the fact that he will not be eligible, he will not play on the field and be eligible for for to get injured. So say say he would have played and got injured, he still would get seventeen million dollars next year. Right. So him not playing guarantees that he does not. They saved that that seventeen million dollars, seventeen million dollars, and he was they. The bottom line is he was not going to be the quarterback in twenty twenty three. So Jim Irsay is like, look, let's cut our losses right now. I can save some money. We'll throw out whoever you know, uh, Sam Ellinger, or if he gets hurt, Nick Foles, whatever. We'll throw out the 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 mascot if we have to. But Matt Ryan will not be our quarterback. Um. So here's the thing, right? In a game that was basically a one-score game for most of the game, and you actually you're blaming Matt Ryan. I'm not. I'm not up here singing Matt Ryan's trying to defend Matt Ryan's play. He's done. He's shot. That's it. Period. He's done. Cool. It happens. He's shot. But you're gonna throw Matt Ryan under the bus. So you run Jonathan Taylor, who's clearly your best offensive player. You run him ten times for 58 yards, and you throw the ball 44 times, and then you blame Matt Ryan. Some those numbers kind of don't add up to me if I'm trying to win a football game. Like my my best player is a running back, right? Clearly, my best player is a, my best offensive player from a standpoint. Maybe not 
my best skill player because Quentin Nelson is probably their best player, the 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 the, the guard. He's their best player. If we keep it uh, their best offensive player, but my best skill player is Jonathan Taylor. So I think I would want to run the ball anywhere from twenty to twenty-five times to make sure that Matt Ryan doesn't throw the ball more than say twenty-five to thirty times. It's just a thought. It's just a thought. Yep. Um. Again, this is not. I. I look. Look. It's a story that we'll talk. That we talked about. That we'll talk about. But it's not. Is it shocking? No. Is it something no. that is going to move the needle? No. Can Sam no. Ellinger play? No. Uh, is Indianapolis going anywhere? No. So mm-hmm. you know, I just, I just, but I just found it interesting, and it, it just shows you how you know there's not only dysfunction, there's dysfunction everywhere in the NFL, like with these owners and get like, <laughs> like, like too. Well, like it's it's it, all it's, you know it's all what they said to me. Go ahead. It's not only that that whole regime is done. It's oh yeah, oh, that, that Frank, yeah, no, they're finished. Frank Wright, yeah. This whole this whole experience. Let me start over. Let me start over. Yeah, yeah. It's just like now, nah, y'all actually now do have to do the tough work of drafting the quarterback and trying to um to develop him. Yeah, yep. you actually do need to do that. You yep. do. You do. It's yep. this experiment of just grabbing. Um, quarterbacks off the trash heap. No, that, that ain't it. That's over. That no, ain't it. That ain't no, 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 not gonna work. So, Frank Wright, I, I was also thinking as I was watching it, the game, I was like, I hope you got your offensive coordinator resume dusted yeah. off. Yeah, all right, so, yeah, yeah, no. sir. Yeah, so yeah, it, yeah. it, it, it looks yep. like, yeah, they'll, they'll be starting over again. Um, like you said, they'll be starting over again. And again, you know, it wasn't too long ago that we'll be searching for a new head coach. Yes, head that, coach, that quarterback, the, the whole nine. Yeah, head coach, quarterback, the whole oh, nine. They're gonna nine. be drafting the quarterback. They're gonna be drafting um, the quarterback. And by the way, it wasn't that long ago that you had a generational talent that you just ruined. yeah, yeah. But that, so, yeah. but you know, that's yeah, the, that's that 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 is. <laughs> I mean, no, it is. I mean, like, they're, and they're paying the penalty for it. No, no, so no. They, it's like, the price yeah. you should pay. You, you, yeah. you should pay a yeah. price for ruining a generational talent. A guy that should be the, a guy that probably should should be the best quarterback in the league right now, or up the, or amongst the amongst the best quarterbacks in the league. Like that guy should be so top now, three right now. now. They he, would be, go, he would be top now they three go and without draft question. A quarterback. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. Um, but give give Tennessee credit. Uh, they've they've salvaged, they've saved their season. They've won, I think, four straight. Um, that listen, like you know, the co- the coach is the truth. Like they, you know, we've seen a number of zero and three teams go into the tank. Uh, Vrabel is a big time coach. That's all there is to it. Because they're not a talented team. They're not. They they're not a very good like. That that's coaching. That's coaching and culture. Um, Cleveland, Baltimore. Um, again. <laughs> Uh, a game that you know won't go into annals in terms of the, the football hall of fame games played. Uh, Cleveland, Baltimore survives Cleveland, that, that survives Cleveland 23 20. Um, basically, Cleveland won this game, Baltimore won this game because Cleveland is Cleveland. Um, Lamar Jackson had a just average game at best. Uh, turnovers were the difference in this game. Cleveland has some big turnovers. They outgained Baltimore, outgained Baltimore, 336 to 254. Think about that, 336 to 254. 254, 
was it. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, this is listen, Cleveland is Cleveland. We know Cleveland has talent on both sides of the ball, divisional game. Um, uh, but you know, they're gonna make they're gonna make mistakes to to uh they're gonna find ways to lose to lose the game. That's all there is to it. Uh Baltimore didn't do anything spectacular by any stretch of imagination. Again, they just happened to just be fortunate that they were playing Cleveland. You had any thoughts on this game? Yeah, Cleveland's not a well coached, well structured organization. So no. they yep. They're destined to lose. Uh, Seattle, um, Seattle, uh, San Diego, not San Diego, excuse me, Seattle, Los Angeles, um, Seattle, 37-23, uh, give the Seattle Seahawks a lot of credit. Um, they had a big day rushing, 215 yards, 15 yards rushing. Most of it came from Kenneth Walker, who had 168. A workman performance by Geno Smith, and I, I have some more Geno, I have some Geno Smith stuff because, Let's be honest. Um, Geno Smith this year has been has played like a pro bowl, pro bowl, all pro caliber yeah. quarterback. Um, I was watching yeah. some stuff. Right now, <laughs> right now he has the yeah. eighth best MVP odds. And I, uh-huh. you could have like, there's no. This is a guy who I didn't think would should would would even be in the league two years ago. And like, honestly, well, if his name wasn't Geno Smith. He would be higher in the NBA. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! No, no question. No, it's because uh, so the past past he's not higher. I was watching some stuff, some highlights. I was watching the season highlights, um, and it doesn't look like the it. He like whatever whoever was training him, whatever work he was putting in has been putting in. Whatever he doesn't look like, it doesn't look like the same guy. Like it doesn't like the accuracy. Right now, he leads the NFL in uh. Completion percentage at seventy three point uh, four, and this is not he's not he's not doing dink and dunk either. Um, he leads it in terms of his accuracy, his pocket presence, throwing receivers open. Like I said, it does not look like the same. It's like you would not believe that this guy played for the Jets. You would not believe that this guy played for the Chargers at one point. Like this does not look like the same guy. It is it is remark is one. It might be the best story in the league right now, to be honest with you. Be honest with you. It, I think it probably is the best. I mean, besides what Buffalo and Kansas City, besides what that the obvious ones, I think this is the best story in the league. The this this guy, his renaissance, and like you look at these quarterbacks, and I I wanted to ask you this, like, what do you think happens to a guy that looks so bad at certain points of their career and gets to get to this type of level. Like I think about, I thought about Rich Gannon. I thought about uh, even Ryan Tannehill. Um, what What are your thoughts on him, on, on Geno Smith this year? And like, what happens? I mean, how, you know, how Brad we, Johnson and but, Trent Dilfer would be other examples as well. Um, I think like, I think so. So this is one of the reasons why I love fantasy. I don't think Trent Dilfer never played at this level. We, uh, no, yeah, you got no Trent Dilfer. You got, you have to focus real. I'm, I've moved far, far on from that comment. Um, so, um, the, so this is the reason why I love fantasy. Fantasy is, um, will tell you things that will get you past your own personal beliefs in a, in a player. Right. Um, and so, uh, and so, like, if you've been playing fantasy, you've been on the, the Geno Smith bandwagon pretty much this entire time because he's been balling from from jump. I mean, just absolute balling. Like, and like, yeah, no dink and dunk or anything like that because he, I mean, he just he's a machine. 
right now. Um, and so um, I think that I like your Tannehill comparison because um, I couldn't, I could not see nothing but a bum from Tannehill. Um, and so no matter the result, I was just like, yeah, Tannehill's the worst. Um, and so, um, but I like that comparison because he did get better. And I think the, the biggest thing, and this is the mistake that everybody who, who wants to kind of just like talk about things and not really think about them, the mistake that they, that everybody makes is they go, um, and I heard it even the other day, it was like, oh, and the, um, the Jets could have had Josh Allen or the Bills could have had Patrick Mahomes. Um, or the one back in the day for the Bill, I mean, Bills fans, the Bills could have had Cam Newton. Yeah, we could have a name. You could have called that player's name at the draft, but is that player the same player in your organization, right? And so my my simple answer to that complicated question is um, the thing that changes is, A, you should evolve over a period of time. That's just as a person, but definitely as a player. Your skill, you should evolve. You should become, you should get better. Well, now, whatever that better is, is based on your own independent skill set and different things, but you should get better. And then the biggest thing is the organizational structure, the coaching that you get within the organization. And we, 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 we kind of outlined it pretty well in our previous conversations about quarterbacks and the difference between, um, a quarterback, uh, a quarterback, and a offensive system that are completely simpatico on the same page uses their skill set, all the different things, all the various different words that we use to describe it, versus a quarterback who's in offensive situations that are that are not beneficial. And so, if I had to boil it down to one thing, when I think about Daniel Smith, I think about two things. I think about one is maturity. And then I think about he's in a he's in an offensive system that gets the best bang for for um, his buck average skill set. I get I listen I give him and also I think too getting out of New York like he just the New York like we've seen New York like destroy athletes as far as that that the media and the mentality just not being able to handle the play in New York like like to your point about the situation like get like getting get, again Seattle. Is a is a is a great sports town, but it's not the it's not New York. Like that's that's all there is to it. Um, I get like I said, I get a guy all the credit in the world. Like he had every reason to quit, every reason like just kicked around was was the butt of many jokes. So clearly, this dude was in the lab. Like to your point about evolving and getting better. This dude has clearly put put the work in. Like he's put, like he's got whether it's quarterback guru or whatever. Like he's like the work. He's clearly put the work in. Like that's that's just all there is to it. And I just think that um, you know, in the NFL, as a quarterback, all you have to do because they're only about what thirty two teams. You got about fifteen quarterbacks that. You know, you somewhat trust if that all you have to do is hang around and you will get you will get multiple opportunities. Like if you if you if you are on a roster through injury, through franchise dysfunction, through whatever the situation is, just hang around. Just make just be on just make a team. Just be on be a second or third string and you're gonna get another chance. Like you're going to get, if not multiple chances, to get a start to to uh get a starting job, to get a a starting job again. So, 
just uh, you had to give him all the credit in the world uh just for just hanging around you know you know staying staying the course hanging around not so much staying the course because he clearly got better and evolved but just hanging around um uh, so yeah and it's again it's been great to watch um seattle's a fun team to watch because they they play these wild games um <laughs> you know they play these crazy offensive games uh so they're they're become entertaining and by the way i don't you know i know you know i was high on the charges i don't even knock the charges for losing this game this wasn't about the charges seattle they got outplayed it's at seattle and seattle they you know this was a this was about seattle so i don't i don't even i know I've, I, we've beaten on the charges but i don't i don't even knock the charges for losing this uh losing this game because of how well um Seattle played. Um, biggest disappointment I had the NFL product. What was your big, biggest disappointment of the week? The uh, <laughs> Bill Belichick's decision making. Let's say, let's describe it like that. Would you like me to elaborate? Uh, please, please. I know you've been okay. Please elaborate. I will elaborate. All right, so um, here, 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 let me let me just paint the entire picture. Um, I had no interest in watching the Chicago um, New England game, and as a matter of fact, I didn't. I fell asleep. I just went to. I just, just I just had no interest in watching that game. Um, so I wake up the next morning, and I see the score, and I'm just like, I'm just like, that's fun. Chicago beat the hell out of them. And then I start to read about how they lost. And I said, this is amazing. <laughs> Let me stop exactly what I'm doing and watch this game from start to finish. Um, so that's what I did. Um, and so um, um, I'm sure by now um, you've heard a lot of the, a lot of the speculation and everything um, uh, right there. And so um, I, I, I want to kind of like take this from, from three levels. I want to take this from the level of the decision-making that Bill Belichick said in the moment, and then I'm going to then um, layer on two other theories that have come from the fan base slash beat reporters that are plugged into different Patriots, to different, um, to different parts of the organization. So here is what Bill Belichick said. Bill Belichick said his plan was to play both um, Zappy and Jones right. that game. Okay, so that was the plan going in, was to play two quarterbacks. So again, we get to that essential question, why was that the plan? What does Matt Jones or Bill Zappy do appreciably better than the other one? where you would find any tactical advantage in the playing both quarterbacks, okay? Um, so that's number one. Then Bill Belichick was asked, did Matt Jones come out because of injury? I don't know, because of performance, because he was pulled after the series way through the intercession? Bill Belichick said no to that. It wasn't performance. Then someone said, well, was it health related? Or maybe health related came before the, in the um, performance question. Um, but needless to say, Bill Belichick says, no, it wasn't health related. But then another reporter asked a question, a follow-up question to that, and was like, 
um, you know, well, Matt Jones was at X percent percentage um, and health-wise. So could that have been um, part of what went into the thought preparation of the week? He's like, yeah, that, that was part of it. So um, right now, or immediately after the game, Bill Belichick, oh, he was asked about, um, well, what situation does determine if a quarterback comes out of the game? And he said, well, you know the situation. And again, when pressed about the situation he's referring to, he said the whole situation. So in a time where everybody actually needed some very specific answers to questions as to what is your thought process, what is even going on, this makes no sense to anyone on the history of the planet Earth who's ever watched a professional football game or coached a professional football game. Just give us one logical response. The best that Bill Belichick could come up with was this was the plan the entire time. It had nothing to do with health. It had nothing to do with performance. It had everything to do with the situation. What situation? The whole situation. That's what you get from your all-time great head coach. Uh, so that's number one. That was immediately after the game. Um, then in the days, in the, in the hours and the days following, because, of course, that made no sense to anybody and people actually needed answers, um, people started um, exploring through the organization and talking to various different players. And so two popular theories have come up since then. One is that Belichick, uh, no, no, sorry. One is that Matt Jones went to Belichick and said, Belichick, can I please play? And Belichick, being the new nice guy that he is, acquiesced to Matt Jones and was like, Matt Jones, um, Matt Jones, he was going to start Matt Jones that game and then, uh, or start him for that game, but then put Zappy in for the rest of the game, no matter what. That's one theory that, that's popped up since then. Um, the other one, and this is the one that I more subscribe to, is that Belichick thought he had that game in the bag and that it didn't matter which quarterback he played or how much he played either quarterback. So if Matt Jones struggled at the start, no worries, I'll play Zappy because my defense is great and we're going to beat this team by two touchdowns anyway. Mm -hmm. And in response to that theory, I say, how dare you? You are not good enough to even remotely think you can handle any team in the league and let alone think you can start a couple of quarterbacks. So um, I illustrate that to say, whether you believe those theories or not, whether you believe Belichick or not, this is a problem because um, the decision-making that he is having um, is not, you know, Belichick seeing the Patriots way, what's best for the team. That decision that he made in that moment, no matter for what the reason, was not what was best for that team. I, I love it. I love the dysfunction. I, I can see I, you just laying it out like that. I just it. I, I I totally understand why you were giddy about this situation because mm -hmm. and so many layers to it. Number mm -hmm. one, number one, you don't have a quarterback right now. That's number one. You don't. Period. Nope. We don't have a quarterback, but we are. We but we already knew that. 
but the idea he kind of did but he boy did he prove it oh yeah he he proved, yeah yeah he, he put the nail on the car but, but the, the idea the idea that this genius all-time great yep. coach is yep. is throwing darts yep. that's what it is you're throwing darts yeah he's throwing darts yeah it's it's fascinating yep. it, it, it is beautiful yep. to watch uh in real time I'll tell you this, and let's let's bring it all the way back to what you said about Tom Brady, right? Because it's very it's, this one is very similar in terms of Belichick. They are Tom Brady yeah. style is not fit for today's NFL. Time to go get out. Nope. Bill Belichick style is not fit for the NFL. Time to go nope. get out. Just that's it's just nope. they they are absolutely in the same boat from that standpoint. Period. Period. This is all there is to it. It's over. It's just it's it's over. And by the way, I hope you keep coaching just out of just just for content's sake and just out. I, I just love, I love this fall and I love, <laughs> I love it. But let's be honest with you, it's over. Like it, it, it is what it is. It's over. Um, yeah, it, like I. <laughs> yep. Oh, yep. You, okay, you it, got, it was quite tasty. It's it, like, oh my god, because at first I was like, I was like, you want to talk about the pain? Because, right? then I, I was like, I, I oh, saw, yes, I do. I was like, yeah, I was like, okay, yes, okay. I, I did. I saw, I saw a read, so I was like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. I, I, now I figure, I, now I know mm-hmm. what he kind of yep. maybe yep. lead to, but now, now yes, uh-huh. you haven't laid it yet. Now yep. it makes perfect sense of how you laid mm-hmm. the way you laid this out. It makes perfect sense. And the bottom line is, it's over for Tom, it's over for Bill, it's over like that. Like when you start, when you start throwing darts. As a that's not even like real. That's not even a rookie hat. I wouldn't even put this on Hackett. This is that like like we we know we know it's a cardinal sin to start two quarterbacks. No, but like it, like we're gonna do like like the fact that you thought that was an excuse is what makes it so laughable. Yeah. It's like wait, yeah, wait, you. You you really want to go with that? This is yep. your plan. Yeah. The great Bill Belichick. Yeah. This is your 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 genius plan. Yeah. No. Was to play two average quarterbacks. Yep. Yep. That's yeah. that's what you got. Yeah. Got yeah. it. Okay. So you really do have nothing. Got it. No. Got it. Okay. Yep. 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 You legit got nothing. Like nothing. Yeah. No, it's it's. I mean, it's 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 great to it's fast. It's great and it's fascinating to watch. It's just this, like, like I said, this deterioration of this legendary coach as he just continues to just, you know, get in his own way from the standpoint. No one, no one, no one can tell him nothing. Of course, there you go. Nope. Mm-mm. No one Mm-mm. can tell him nothing. Now, me and my brother were talking about it. Um, look at his coaching staff. Is there anybody on there he hasn't directly coached, like, owes their entire existence to him or is related no. to him? No. 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 Mm-hmm. No. So who's going to tell Belichick he's wrong? Nobody. No, no. Bill, great guy. Yeah, great idea, Bill. Yeah, we got, we, we're going to get this one. No, there's no, there's yep. no one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Bill. Genius idea. Yeah, yep. we should start both. We should do that. Yes, we should. Absolutely. <laughs> You're right. You're correct. Nobody will see that coming at all. Oh, yeah. Bill. No, no. Bill, I mean, like, not, like the, la- the last thing, I, the last thing that I will say, 
is that um, the Patriots better pray to whatever God they believe in that um, that Buffalo is either off their game or <laughs> no. all of them get food poisoning. Because I was never, I wasn't worried about them anyway. But it's just like, no, nah, you should not. Nah, y'all have no, nothing. No, y'all have no. But they like y'all have nothing. You just like we can sleepwalk to forty on you. Yeah, like yeah. Fields, you made Fields look like Lamar Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you got like it's real. Belichick has no clue what to do against a running quarterback. Oh no. No, 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 no. Um, so, I'm just like, oh God, y'all got no, y'all got nothing, <laughs> got nothing. Oh, it's bad. So I had my biggest disappointment. Disappointment. I, I mentioned this earlier in the podcast. The NFL product. Um, and here's how I know that the product is not up to par. So let. As everybody knows on this podcast, how big of an NBA fan I am, um, I of course make no bones about it. We we know how much I love basketball in general, but I don't really go hard into the NBA. I would say until like early November, mid mid November, maybe early December per se. And I'll watch a couple games here and there, you know, keep up with obviously highlights and stuff like that. I know what's going on. Uh, this past Sunday, um, the NBA was completing its first week of play, and I'll be honest with you, um, I basically split the evening between the NBA and the NFL. Uh, I had the, as a matter of fact, I had the NBA game on my big screen and the NFL Monday Sunday night game on the computer, and I'm like, why am I doing this? And then, like, I think I think I said, like, what I did, this just doesn't happen. Now, this may not be much of a more. This actually may be more, uh, more of a praise, uh, praise of what the NBA product right now is, because the NBA product right now is is clearly is just a better product. Let me be honest with you, like this, especially this year, night in, like even yeah, the bad, yeah, even, yeah, even the bad teams have good players and it are entertaining, like. The storylines, like night in and both. Listen, for the first time in I can remember, both conferences are loaded. There's no imbalance. The East is loaded. The West is loaded. And then you have the these storylines, these narratives with the Lakers coming apart at the seams. The Nets being the Nets. Um, the uh, the 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 leaps that Jai Moran is taking. Um, it's just like no the part again. This I, you know I might not be it might not I might not be fair to the NFL saying you know saying right now that it's most disappointing, but because because it's more about the NBA. But the product right now in the NBA is 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 clear. It's just a better product. I mean, I was just right right now, two thousand twenty two, October two thousand twenty two. This the NBA product is a better product than the NFL. It is. I mean, I, folks, I just gotta be just be real with you. Um, now again. Football geeks like myself and, and Mr. Sapp, we're gonna watch the games, of course, and dissect the NFL. We love the NFL, even if the quality of play is not up to par. But I again, I've never 
been into the NBA this early and not so much. I'm not pushing football aside, but just the fact that on a Sunday night, you know, Washington did the first weekend of the NBA. Uh, I was watching New Orleans and uh, it was New Orleans and uh, Utah and somebody else. It was somebody else, too. The Nets were playing um, Toronto. So maybe, yeah, it wasn't that's Toronto. It was Nets and somebody else. But anyway, whatever it was, it, it, it had my attention over uh, the Sunday night game. And that, again, that has not that I, that's never happened to me at, like as, a, as an adult. Never. I, I can't remember the last time that ever happened, to be honest with you. Um, but I mean, the, listen, it's a better product right now. It is. And that's, I've died. I, that's the first time I've said that, like, I don't, in, in forever, but right now the NFL, the NFL, uh, the NBA is a better product and the NBA, those narratives, those summer storylines, Durant and all that stuff, that stuff has paid off. Those trades with Minnesota and Cleveland, all that stuff that happened in it, all the things that happened in the NBA offseason are paying dividends right now, up to like like this first week of the season. All of it. All of it. And and with and with some surprises. Like what you got, what's going on in Utah, or what's going on uh with the Pelicans, which is not a big surprise, but I thought because I think a lot of people thought Pelicans were gonna be very good anyway, but still. So it's going to be a ongoing, ongoing, ongoing story throughout the course of the season. We'll see how. Now again, that could change in a couple of weeks because the level of play in the NFL could go up and easily, and probably will go up. But right now, the product is better. What are your thoughts? Yeah, offenses have to catch up to NFL defenses. The NFL defenses have the advantage right now. Oh, easily, not even close. They're, the defenses are kicking. They are they're destroying the offenses right now. They're destroying like like. I mean, you basically got three teams that score. You got Buffalo, Kansas City, and uh, Philly. Those are the only teams that have scoring, and then and to a lesser and Seattle to a lesser extent. Yeah, man, no, the the offenses are the defenses are are far superior to the offenses. Um, the defensive linemen and like those hybrid linebackers that are that it's not just the scheme. It's, I think just the athleticism too. These defensive these edge rushers. And these high, like this guy, you know, like a Darwin James Jr. from San Lawson, the Chargers, those, those guys, like they're just, they, I mean, it seems like the athleticism is, is superior on the defensive line versus the, these opposite lines, to be honest with you. Um, question for Sap. Um, so I put up the standings of the NFC South and the NFC West. What do you think of what is on this screen right now? Like, because two of these yep. teams have to go to the playoffs. Two of these teams have to go based off the division winners. Yeah. Uh, yep. what, what are your thoughts? I mean, I think the South is as same as it ever was. It's going to be Tennessee. You mean and Tampa? The thing with the West, um, wait, NFC, oh, you said NFC South. I'm thinking AFC South. Sorry. The NFC South. Um, it's not going to be Tampa. I mean, the Orleans could win that division. Like, would you be surprised yeah, if the nah, Orleans won it? I'm looking at it. No, no, that's how that like, like, uh, um, uh, you trust Atlanta? Uh, yeah. The thing is, you don't trust. I don't. We yeah, don't no, trust no, no, any no, of these no. teams. No, 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 no. no. I mean, I, of course, that's the point. That's the point of it. So then, then the then the task is to try to pick one one out of there. Um, I I've so loudly announced that Tampa is done. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with Orleans. Let's go with Orleans. 
But I mean, the the point is, none of them are good. Um, so sure, somebody has to make the playoffs, and somebody needs to be knocked out in the first round. Those those things, those two things are absolutely true. Um, and so it was, and then it was the the AFC the AFC North. No, I'm looking at the it's the NFC the NFC West. So you have oh, Seattle. Yeah. You have Seattle at four and three. You have the Rams at three and three. San Francisco's at three and four. And Arizona's at three and four. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, I, I mean I don't trust the Rams, but I'm I'm still gonna go Rams get Rams make it out of that division. But there is a world where I could see now that Hopkins is back, there is a world where I could Arizona. Um Arizona having enough get right. That they they can sneak in into they can sneak in into the playoffs, but I think I would right now I would give that division to um, to the Rams. Yeah, your I, point I mean, is well taken. Like it, it was fine. Any of those teams, sure, whatever, make the playoffs, get knocked out in the first the, round. The, the thing about it is, it's rare. It's like each like each conference normally has one horrible division. That's that's commonplace. But to have two. Bad divisions uh, does not happen that often, and we've mentioned this throughout the, throughout the course of the season. There's no question. There's no question that the NFC goes through the NFC East like that. Like to me, uh, that is um, like as as the weeks go by, I'm just more and more convinced that that. It's going to be a great three three team race, not only for that division, but for frankly for the conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, stock up, stock stock up, stock down, stock up. Of course, Seattle Seahawks. We talked about Geno Smith. Um, they right now have clearly won the Russell Wilson trade, which I don't think we would have. We definitely would have said before uh, yeah. the season started. No, it's not even close. Not even close. Joe Burrow is. Lighting the world up right now. He had a big has had a big October. Fifteen total for, for the, the entire season. He's had fifteen touchdowns, five interceptions. Uh, October seven touchdowns, one interception. And by the way, not a coincidence. Uh, September he was sacked sixteen times. October he's only been sacked eight. Um, so they have like kind of settled that offensive line down, and uh, Burrow is playing playing. Uh, at a very playing like we, you know, playing like Joe Burrow, like playing like we know how he can um, play. Didn't really didn't know if he was going to be able to reach this level this year, considering you know their problems on the offense. But they've kind of ride the ship, and they will be right there uh, with Baltimore in terms of um, in terms of that division. Stock down, yeah. Again? Stock down, of course, the Patriots. We we we've gone through that in terms of why oh, yeah. their stock now stock is way down, uh, way down with the Patriots. I mean, and and falling, uh, it's going to continue to fall. Uh, so, and I think I think the Patriots have been on here uh, were on here earlier this season, if I'm not mistaken. Who won the week? I went to actually went to a different sport because I I went to the Houston Astros for winning the week. And oh, nice! Yeah, you got yeah. it. You got because I don't really have a who won the week, so you yeah. Got it. So 
the Here's why I went to the Astros. First of all, we I've gone through this the entire podcast saying that it wasn't a like I could have put, you know, Geno Smith. I could have put Joe Burrow, but that, you know, whatever. It wasn't a great week of NFL football from a standpoint of quality of play. But I couldn't help, and I'm sure you had a great week considering two teams that you hate uh got handled, the Patriots and the Yankees. Astros sweep the Yankees. And the Astros have been the model franchise in baseball over the last six years. So six straight days, six years in a row in the playoffs. Uh, they have um, won more games than anyone in that span. If not, they might be second to the Dodgers, but the Dodgers always flame out in the playoffs. They've gone to the, uh, the LCS six straight years. This will be their fourth World Series appearance in six years. They're going for their second title. Uh, should be a great series with them in Philadelphia. Philadelphia is hot right now. Um, but the bottom line is, all I heard for the last two or three years was about the cheating with the trash cans. And they had to wear that. Fired them. got rid of the general manager. Got rid of the manager. But all I heard was, they, you know, we'll see when they, we will see uh, what, they can, what they can do without the cheating. All they've done since then make the playoffs, and get to the World Series. And the all I heard from the two teams that bitched and moaned about it the most were the Dodgers and Yankees, the two teams that they beat during that time span, beat the Dodgers in, in the 27 World Series, 17 World Series, took out have, have owned the Yankees, owned the Yankees in the playoffs. Yep. I mean, owned them. So I don't want to hear about the cheating no more. It's over. This is the best franchise in baseball right now. They draft the best. They develop the players the best. They have the best culture. They they do it. They do it better than anybody. Period. You know that the Astros are going to be right there. Dodgers have a billion dollar payroll. Bye. Yankees have all these home run hitters. Bye. Nowhere to be found. Nowhere. So I don't. I don't want to hear about the cheating scandal anymore. It's over. That's it. Like that. That's it. Like if, if Houston would have won like 70 games and not made the playoffs, then you could talk about it. No, they won 106 games and then they're back in the World Series for the second straight year and a and favorite to win it. Yep. So when you like, you know, they took all the criticism and rightfully so. They got caught, whatever, whatever. But now that shit is over. Like they <laughs> they've been in the playoffs since they since they got caught, they've made the playoffs each one of the last two or three years. 2020, 2021, 2021, and this year, and then the World Series again. So at some point, it's like, and I, even even with the cheating, I said, look, I understand the penalties, I understand the criticism, but that they're, they're, they they're winning, they win, they're not winning games because they're cheating. They're winning games because they have great players and they have a great they and they have people in their front office that know what the hell they're doing. That's why they win it. That that was the main reason why they were winning games. And I said that even in the midst of the treat of of, of the the cheating scandal. I said, no, I said, I get, you know, the cheat. I, I get, you know, they were wrong. They got caught. They had to wear that, but they have great players and they have a great, they have great ownership. They had a great general manager. They have great scouts draft, all that. So let's, let's not like, like let's choose like basically facts over feelings. I think it was some jealousy, of course, because they were kicking everybody's ass and that's how, you know, that, that's what, that's naturally going to be the case. You get caught cheating and you win all the time. So, oh, you only won because you cheat. 
uh cool that la- that can only that only last only means something if the team doesn't win after the cheating if the team is winning after the cheating and when it's been proven and it, and now everybody's clean then i don't i don't want to hear it anymore that's it that's it so the Astros uh, win the week as they are back in the World Series to face uh, to face the Philadelphia Phillies. And by the way, they're undefeated in the playoffs as of right now. So, you know, week eight preview: uh, some some very good matchups. Um, Baltimore, Tampa. Uh, Tampa is beat up. Uh, they're down. They'll be down four starters for this game. So now be that's a Thursday night game too. So I'm not gonna say it's gonna get ugly because it's not like Baltimore. Is tearing up the league, so I, I don't, I don't even know how to call. I think Baltimore will win, but man, you know how these Thursday night games could be, how strange they could be. What are your thoughts on that game? Yeah, I like Baltimore in this game, but I also, I just like this game. Like Boston, Baltimore is must see TV because you never, like the game's never over. It doesn't no. matter. It doesn't no. matter. I mean, they, they're up by. Um, it's never over, and you never know how they're going to fuck it up in the fourth quarter. So it's just it's just must see TV. But I do think they're going to they're going to pull out the victory the victory in this one. But you're right. Who knows on Thursday night? Those games get so weird. Um, San Francisco and the Rams, two teams that are struggling right now. That all both of them badly uh, are in desperate need of a win. We know what has transpired of recent. 49ers have owned the Rams. Uh, I until I see it, I gotta go with San Francisco. Until I see it otherwise, they just own. Like I haven't seen. There's nothing I've seen that would tell me that the Rams are going to win this game, despite how much San Francisco has struggled. What are your thoughts on this game? You know what? I'm going to say the Rams show some pride on this one, specifically because they got Christian McCaffrey. I feel like it'll be super embarrassing. It's on like a man level, a football player, um, masculinity level, or whatever, uh, football player ego level to let the new toy just destroy them, um, which is I could absolutely see it going that way. Um, so I'm, I'm going to say the Rams folks apply and don't let that happen. And San Francisco is a, a little too focused on their new toy and um, let the game get away from them 2020. Very fascinating game. Uh, Giants in Seattle should be, uh, in terms of, you know, excellent offense versus uh, excellent defense. Um, two teams that are playing well, especially the Giants. Um, just Giants just find ways to win games. They won another another close game against Jacksonville last week on the road. Uh, Seattle, of course, has been one of the more entertaining teams with the hot quarterback. Uh, what are your thoughts on this game? Very good game, by the way. Yep. Um I'm I'm a believer in the Giants. I'm a believer. I said that they they will turn me into a believer. Um, uh, let's let's keep it all the way real. What's going on? The the has gone to the Patriots playbook. Um, in terms of uh how you design an offense when your talent is just super deficient. Um, and old school Patriots. Um, and um, and so uh, they they're just playing flawless, flawless. Uh. Technically flawless uh, football, not beating themselves, and just waiting for the team to make the mistakes, which 99% of the time they will. Um, so, and I think 
Seattle's a bit more reckless with the football, but and because of that, I'm going to go. Hold on a second. Oh, because of that, I'm going to go Seattle. I mean, um, I'm going to go with uh, the Giants. Yeah, I like it. I I, I just like the this role the Giants are on. Uh, the the chemistry, the culture. Uh, they seemingly believe. Like I said, polar opposite of Baltimore, which finds ways to lose close games. The Giants seemingly believe they cannot lose a close game. So, and the bottom line is they have proven to be a second half team with the adjustments that are made during halftime. And that again, this will be a very good game because Seattle, like outside the Forty Nine game, Seattle has been in every game, even when they've lost. So they, for the most, they yeah, played basically only one back. Only one bad game. They've had one dud this year, so they've been consistent from that standpoint. Again, this should be a very good game. Uh, but I, to your point, I think Seattle. I, I trust the Giants more from, from in terms of not making that critical uh, mistake. Uh, what looked like a possible game of the year candidate in August now looks like a walkover. Great game, but but it's still a fascinating matchup. You still have the two quarterbacks. Green no, Bay, great, Buffalo. Be a great game. Uh, so you're predicting a close game. It's great. No, see, you did. You're defining <laughs> games differently than I am. Go ahead. What do you think? Go ahead. No, you're, games, you're Buffalo man. Be a great game. Um. Yeah. So. So. Um. Yeah. I don't. I don't feel like breaking this down like a, a normal person. Um. <laughs> uh. So. Um. Here, like I have tried to figure out how we don't put 40 up on them. I really have. I use that as a, a mental exercise. Like, how is it that we don't put 40 up on them? And how do they score more than seven points against <laughs> us? And, um, and it, I mean, like, it, it, would, it would all come down to um, that we would be overlooked. We, we're riding high, coming off the big Kansas City win. And we overlooked the Green Bay Packers. Um, I that just isn't a possibility. It just isn't. We remember we remember what happened last year after the Kansas City victory. Um, and this is the Green Bay freaking Packers coming to Buffalo. This is Aaron Rodgers coming to Buffalo on Sunday night. There's just no way, and we played so good in prime time games. So you're right. Unless you are a Bills fan or you are a Packers hater or someone who doesn't just enjoy watching the Green Bay Packers just get stomped into the ground over and over again, then you're right. Then this won't be a good game for you. But if you are a Bills fan, you are a Packers hater, or you just like watching the Packers just get defeated, um, for your own your own personal pleasure, then this will be a great game for you because it will be all Bills, no Packers. So I'm gonna go forty-one seven. Yeah, I'm calling. Man, I've been trying to convince my. I've been trying to convince myself that this game. Oh no, yeah, can, yeah, can possibly the way we don't close. Forty-one. If we do thirty-eight in the first half, sorry. I've been trying to convince myself Again. that this actually. So I'm calling this forty-one. Damn it. So I've been trying to convince myself that this can, that can this can actually be a competitive football game, and will be a competitive football game. And I looked again. I looked at the the condensed game between us, between the Packers and Commanders, and mm-hmm. 
I was like, it's not like it's not like we as a commanders even played great. Like Heineke, you know, threw about three interceptions. He threw about three interceptions that should have been caught. Um, which you know, which oh, you he tends about, to yeah, do. About the ones, yeah, they didn't even. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they dropped. They dropped three or four interceptions. At least three. I count three. Maybe even more than that. Um, and you, you can, you cannot turn the ball over against us. You just can't. No, you can't. No, you can't. You, can, um, you cannot. You just cannot. Yeah, like I just can't figure out how Green Bay stays in this game. I can't because, like, it's not only just their. It's not only with the offense struggling. Their special team is horrible. Like, they fumble a, a punt or kickoff, like, seemingly every other game. Like, it's like they can't feel the punt. Like, I was like, yo, what? how many punts are y'all going to drop uh, that lead to fumbles, that lead to turnovers? So, they're not doing anything well uh, for the most part. And outside. even with all of the – oh, go ahead. We're, and, you know, I know that, again, defense is top ten, but, again, that's not that, that's not, that's not an overpowering defense. We know that. Um. And you can move the ball in their defense. Like we moved the ball in their defense, especially when we when we had to get yards on their defense. We made plays and got yards on that defense. Um, so I, I just don't see a path for this game not being like 35 10, 38 17, 38 13, uh, 28 7, 31, like somewhere yeah. along. I just don't. Like I don't, but but I don't see it. But again, I've seen stranger things happen in the NFL where we like that's this is why the NFL like in like you know that term any given Sunday. Like I I have seen yeah. stranger things happen. I have to be honest, and, and that's fine. We're, I'm about to I'm about to erase all doubt from all from every from all this. If, don't anybody put any hopes on this. If you want to see a good game, we're going to massacre them. It's that simple. But I'll give you even beyond my <laughs> own bias. Even even beyond my own bias fandom picture, and it's not. I call all the forty point games. I know what my team's geared up and ready to destroy. They're geared up and they're ready to destroy Packers. There's just there's just no chance. There's no chance. I'm calling it right now. Boom, lock anything. I'll hit whatever button you need to do, whatever receipt. I will cash it. But there's just no way because with this problem race all doubt. Their quarterback doesn't believe they can win this game. He stood up at on the on the set, and when they talk about, he was like. He's like, yeah, I guess that's. I guess this will just be what what we maybe what we need. Nobody will believe in us. Maybe yeah. this is what we need. Everybody expects Buffalo coming, everything like that. Yeah. I'm looking at that man. First of all, I've never heard Aaron Rodgers do anything like that before. Like no. never. He doesn't even like talk that. like that. He doesn't, he doesn't, no, he doesn't talk like that. No. Uh-uh. So so like that. I was like, that's just weird. That's and weird. then I was just like, I was just like, you have no answers. Y'all have no answer. No. And if no. the best that you got is maybe because the world thinks we'll get beat, beat that we could beat Buffalo, this is what I know about my team. We are so damn well coached. Yep. We come ready to play. We come with a game plan. Yeah, you come in, we and look you're at your game. We look at your book. Everything like that. You can't wish and pray and wish and hope against us. No. You can't. Yeah, yeah real. That's the other thing that raises all doubt. You've had two weeks to prepare. Yeah. So I mean, you had one week to get over. That's what I said. I tried. I did. I for real, for real, tried. I tried because I was like, I know how I'm going to sound. So I tried to see if there was a. I really did that mental exercise. There's no way. And I'm not that type of fan, as you know. But like when I when I see it, I call it. 
there's just no way. There's no way they win this game. No. Outside of, as we all know, the crazy shit that can happen, right. injury or or we're just we just pull a Jacksonville, but that's the whole effing point of the season to never pull a Jacksonville again. Um, so to your point, um, NFL any given Sunday, it would have to be something out of the realm of possibility that we can see right now in order for this game to 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 be anything that is even remotely close. No. No. So in I, I, I we are all going to pick ass whoopers. We yeah. are. You're yeah. right, sir. We are. Yeah, I, I don't see, like I said, y'all y'all are trending up. They're trending, like, they're getting worse, if that's possible. Like, they, <laughs> yep. yeah, they're getting, yeah, they're not, they're not trending. Yeah, there's the train, the train is off the track. So, yeah, they're they getting are. worse. Um, And then the stuff, like, <laughs> like the, the stuff you got out of Green Bay, I mean, you know, with the podcast and, I it's been so bad that they don't they they don't even like their own media people don't the media people the podcasts they don't even believe nah, what they're saying. They're over. I think them. it's messing it's fucking their heads up. They're like, over them. They don't believe what they're saying. Like they is 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 no. it's like it's like yo the head coach and the quarter like if the head coach and the quarterback can agree then oh, what what are we even not, doing here? Yeah. What are we even doing? Yeah. No. Why are we even playing the game? What yeah. the fuck? people <laughs> yeah. like what is even happening so it's like as a fan what do they even have to root for yeah no. like the, your your fundamental parts of your team can't even agree with nope. each other like what what is there even to root for as a fan of that team you know like like for real like those are it look we've all been there those yep. are dark days as a fan when yep. you're just like what is this franchise even doing I they're not even trying to play a sport and win. I don't know what they're doing. Um, we yeah, we've been there. And that, those are just, those are dark days. Those are dark days. What uh what um what's uh Tampa's head coach? What do you say up there on the on the thing? He's just like yeah, we the darkest dark days, the darkest of dark times. Like yep, yep, yeah, yep. When your organization just fundamentally doesn't even understand how to win football games anymore. Before I let you go, I'm glad you bring up Tampa Bay. I don't want to hear about Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians couldn't fix this shit. No, stop it. God, no. Stop it. No, God, like, no. Please, stop. 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 Don't want to hear it. Don't want to hear it. Stop. You know who the blame is? This is, Tom, this is on Tom Brady. Because, I mean, honestly, Bo's okay, defense actually has played well. Their defense their defense has been fine for the most part. Outside of, that, yeah, outside yeah, of the yeah. Kansas City game, their defense has been fine. This is on this is on Tom Patrick Brady. Even if you want to say, because even if you want to say Bruce Arians, why isn't Bruce Arians there? Anybody? Tom Patrick Anybody? Brady. Anybody? Oh, that's all. Terrell, yes. <laughs> Let's call on you. Why is Bruce Arians no longer? The head coach anymore? Whose fault is that? Yeah, we can't. We can't have it both ways here. We can't give them all the praise when they win. Nope, we sure can't. We and sure can't. The when they lose, that's like, my nope. that's my thing on this. Nope. Yeah, can't uh-huh. do it. Can't Don't do, do it. that. Don't nope. do that. All signs go back to Brady. Don't do yep. that. Mm-mm. Yeah, you got to eat this. Mm-mm. You got to eat yes. this. And he could fix this because Brady wouldn't even be listening to him anyway. 
No, exactly. It'd be like a LaFleur Rogers situation with those two. No, no, we can't. No. I mean, the simple point is, even if we, even, even if we, even if Arians had a magic plan in his back pocket somewhere, even if he did, he wouldn't be allowed to use it because Brady wouldn't allow him. No, 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 no. Nah. So, come on now, what are we doing here? Come on, people. Let's keep it consistent. Yeah, yeah. Because like, like I said, Bo's defense actually has played, has put, that's kept them in games at times. Like the defense actually, they only give, they only giving up. You know, if your if your defense is only giving up seventeen points a game, you should be able to win the majority of those games. Like seventeen points is that yeah. is like that's top five, like in terms of scoring defense. So Real. go ahead. Just, just remind me, what was the final score of the Carolina game? It was twenty one to three. Was it a thirty eight thirty? Wait, say that again? No, 21 to 3. 38, 30. Oh. <laughs> three points. That's not a points. lot of points. They had three points. It's going to be a lot of points. Nope. That sounds <laughs> like no touchdowns in school. Yeah, no, it does. <laughs> so, yeah, t- tell me how this defense fought again. Somebody please explain this to me. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Nah. Nah. Look. Three, three points ain't going to get it done. Nah. It's not nah, gonna that's not not gonna that, cut it. That ain't it. That's not nah, gonna do it. No, nah, nope. it's not not gonna do it at all. So we'll see what happens with this week. Um, like I said, and by the way, like I, I, we didn't mention them, but well, we did kind of mention, but we didn't talk about the game. <laughs> Kansas City, no. Yeah, <laughs> well, when Kansas City turns it on, it's. It, I mean, yeah. like I said, it it is, and again, that that it's Golden State. It's just like when, yeah. when I see the boys on that sideline smiling and laughing, I'm just like, oh, they they just they just doing whatever they please. Oh my goodness! <laughs> when that's they a, get rolling, it's a, they it's know over. they're unstoppable. Yeah, it's that's, over. That's the thing. So, but you know what that they that, know they're unstoppable. That, I mean, Their that, level play goes better. Yours just is just you just get very depressed because you're just as opposing team. Like we can't stop them. We got nothing. Please let this time run out. <laughs> that's that, all you uh, got. Please let this time run out. That yeah, because that's a top five defense they're playing against. Like that's a legit top oh, five oh. defense. Like oh, that's, yeah, yeah, like that's yeah, that, yeah. That, oh, that's no. a real mm-hmm. NFL defense. That's mm-hmm. not. So, mm-hmm. It just tells you. It, I mean, it just just goes to show you the level that Buffalo's at to hold that team to twenty points, because oh, more oh, times, more times than not, they're gonna put thirty five to forty on you, <laughs> like it's nothing, like it's on, nothing. <laughs> like, that, you know. That's always my main. Like I'm yelling at the TV screen the entire time because I'm like, yo, y'all never do any of this against us. They never make their silly little mistakes against us. Do any of those different things. They're so hyper competitive. You're, you're, I mean, look, that, look, I mean, so we, in order to compete against them, we had to get very good. We had, we had no choice unless yeah. we just wanted to keep losing to them over and over again in, where we weren't even close, you know, like, like two years ago, we weren't even close to them. Um, right. You know, so it, it, you know, it, so they're the reason we had to get this good so we could compete. They're that good. And they've been that good for so long. I mean, come on now. I mean, like, just, just you just got to give Stan elevation sometimes. Andy Reid and his perfect quarterback are magic. This is yeah. what he always dreamed it could be. <laughs> just literally, uh, all those times he's effing around with Donovan McNabb, he's like, there's another level. I know. Yeah. 
there's just another level to this offense. And, um, and, and, and by the so, way, in, in contrasting, like, because they, you know, like Green Bay loses Devontae Adams. They lose uh, Tyreek Hill. Difference is, of course, obviously the quarterback and coach are on the same page, but the difference also, too, yes. they had a plan. This was a, they had a plan. There you go. Of there action. you go. This bro. was a plan. Say it again. Say it again. This was a they plan. Had, it was part of a plan. Plan. It was part of a part plan. Part of a plan. Yep. Period. Yep. Period. Yep. Yep. Like, yep. It wasn't them it was trying to... Releasing Tyreek Hill was a strategic reaction to how defenses were playing them, and it's also a calculated um, uh, plan by a head coach that had to develop a quarterback and weed him off his primary receiver. Yep. And, and get his game to even another level. Yep. Um, so, you know, even if you have two dynamic weapons, we know you give defenses key things to lock in on, they're going to lock in on it and take it away. And if you're not practicing in those other things. So he knew it. I'm just frustrated as a rival that they figured it out this fast. Yep. I, didn't, I was hoping it would take a season, and it did. It's <laughs> it did a season, of course, yep. because they're brilliant. They're all brilliant over there. Yep. And just the worst. Yeah. Um, somebody please hire Eric B. Enemy because he's getting on my nerves. He was passing the home. Somebody please hire this man like immediately because I'm I'm over this I'm over this I'm just over it. Yeah. Um, no, they, so they, anyway, yeah, no, um, they operate at they, I mean, they they're operate. So, they're they, so very good. Yeah. They're so very. Good. They I mean they, they're, listen, they're, they know who I mean, they are and they like again they know who they are and you, again you got a coach that like Andy Reid is going to continue to evolve with the times. He does not get stuck in my way. This is how it has to be done. Like, but, like that guy in New England. Here's why, here's why it's just, I mean, just a, he's just a, he's just a hall of he's just a hall of fame. I mean, he's a hall of fame. He's a generational mind with a generational talent. And this is why you also you just got to give them a standing ovation because they like in order to compete with Kansas City, you have to have all time great talent, yep. all time great scheme. Like you cannot. You cannot mess around with them, boys. You got to have Tom Brady on the other side at the peak of his powers, or you have to have a fantastic, just psychotic defense, and preferably both <laughs> to, yes. to compete with them. Yep. That's how good their offense is. Yep. That's how much pressure they put on you as a team. Oh, they're so very good. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. As as uh, as a off as more more than D, I'm a, I'm more of an offensive supporter than I'm a defensive supporter. Um, so I would definitely say that. And so as somebody who who just really really enjoys good offense, Kansas City is never a bad watch. Never. No. Oh, never. No. 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 Never. Because never. No. the level of skill and intellect you have to put into place to stop them. Is, is, is so if even if they don't do their normal thing where they just truck you and score forty five, um, you get to enjoy the level of skill and intellect that has to go into stopping them on the other side as well. So it's just they're just never a bad watch because they're so very good. They're so very good. All right, looking forward to it. As always, Mr. Sapp, thank you for joining me. Good luck this weekend. This good luck on Sunday. Uh, on Sunday night for the whole night. nation to yep. see. 
I just, you know what I'm looking forward to that game more. I'm looking forward to the post game stuff. That's all I'll be doing. I want to hear what Aaron Rodgers has to say. These, yo, these yeah, yeah, post yeah. games are like must yeah. must see TV now. They must. They are absolutely. Yeah. They are must see TV because it's going beyond. Yeah. The, we got to get better. Everybody's got to be accountable. Yeah. Going, they, 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 we've gone beyond those, those cliche stuff. Now it's like. Uh, you know, guys got to know the plays. So now we're we starting to get to some personal shit, like guys missing assignments, yeah. inexcusable. So now, now the finger pointing is starting. So that that, that that's when it starts. Well, really especially about Rogers. Well, here's what I can guarantee is going to happen. Rogers is going to press to try to be the MVP looking self. So what I am, what I'm waiting for, because the stories write themselves, is going to be. Um, two-time, reigning two-time MVP um, to the next MVP, right? Like that. That's going to be that's going to be a big part right. of the storyline. Um, and so I can't wait to hear what he has to say when he gets up there, and they have to ask him how does it feel being played outplayed by Josh Allen. Just yeah. to wait. Yep. So yes, I yep. agree with you. That press conference is going to be fun. Yeah, it's just going to be fun. Yeah. Unless yep. you lose, and then I'm not going to call for anybody. <laughs> I'm, just <laughs> anything, anything. <laughs> I'm miserable on the last. Oh man, and Sunday night too. Oh no, man. yeah, no. So, uh, yeah, for Odyssey night, uh, no, no, can't lose that. Can't lose that one. All right, Mister Sat, that'd be a tough one. That'd be a, tough one. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be a rough one. We will see you now. That you depressed me. Yep. <laughs> All right, sir. All right. Have a great rest of the evening. Later. That's going to wrap it up for this latest edition of the Real Deal Podcast. Thank, of course, as always, thanks to Rob Sat for joining me. Um, looking forward to uh, week eight of the NFL season. Uh, also, some you know some very intriguing college football. A, a nice, a great weekend of college football coming up as well. Um, some you know SEC is doing what the SEC does. Uh, I'll be looking forward to Alabama LSU in a couple of weeks. Uh, I will see you next time. Enjoy the rest of the, the rest of your evening. So long.